morning, Central Indiana. It is 11.06, and welcome to a little show called The First Day, the WIBC Sunday Magazine show. It's been around for decades. Many people have hosted this show. I'm lucky to do it now. Glad to see all of you here in studio with me, Denny Smith. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Do you really mean it? Yeah, the sun is shining. I didn't want to get out. I didn't want to work today. No, no. The gyroplane's coming today, finally. Let's knock on wood. After 12 long weeks, it's going to be. I'd say that's a super Sunday. I just <laughs> it's a super Sunday, little Kylan. Kylan Tally here. Good morning. Go Hello, follow us one. on Facebook, First Day with Terry Stacy. Give us a like. Give us some comments. Yeah, just go and have some fun. Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. And, uh, you know, I feel an excitement about this particular Super Bowl. I don't know why, but I feel it. I'm surprised how many people don't watch the game. They might, you know, tune in for halftime or whatever, but there's a lot of people that say, it's too doggone late. I'm not going to watch it. Or they'll watch the first half and then they're done. Starts at 6 30. Yeah. 6 30. I do want to mention I'm sorry about your spark plugs, your girls' high school basketball. Sparks, Spark Plug Nation is sad today, but congratulations to Danville. They're they're tough. They played well, and they could go all the way to state. They really could. Denny was watching. Denny was watching. You did a good job. I I was listening. He was listening. I also want to comment on the crews that are filling the potholes because from my perspective, which is coming into Indianapolis from the far east side uh, near Hancock County, coming in on Washington Street, and uh, they're filled. The potholes have been filled. So, I mean, all the way to downtown. They got their hot mix, and that helps a lot. That means they don't have to do it twice. Yeah. So, I, from my perspective, uh, thank you for getting that done. We had some monsters. So, I appreciate it. I know a lot of you are still waiting, and I know there's still a lot of them out there. But, um, anyway, they're, they're working on it. They're working on it. I uh, also want to uh, mention that, um, that tornado. I know. I didn't. I really wasn't paying attention until I just heard it. I said it was down by her, where she lives. You know, that's a... Did you did you know anything about the tornado? Did you hear? Not the story? really. Now that I live up here, but my sister lives down there, and I didn't even know of it. So I gave her a text and was like, "Hey, is yeah. everything yeah. okay?" Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. I really did not know until Makes just me feel now. Bad. Yeah. Right in the Henry Henryville area, which I believe was hit pretty hard several years ago, yeah. wasn't it, Henryville? Yes, it was three years ago. Oh, just three years ago. I think so. Um, you know, that right there at the at the break, from Evansville straight on across to Cincinnati, sometimes those pl- people get hammered so hard. Yeah, sounds like they did. Yeah. They really did. So they say that was an EF1 tornado with um, some pretty strong winds. Uh, we've got a Super Bowl today. We've got a week of fun ahead because of the NBA All-Star Game. It is going to be, I mean, maybe that's the excitement I'm feeling while I'm downtown. Is uh, It's it's not necessarily a Super Bowl, but it's what's happening The city downtown. looks clean, Terry Lynn. Looks good. It looks clean. Wait a minute. It's I want beautiful. to check the fountain on Mountain Square. Or uh, Mountain Square. Fountain <laughs> on Moss Monument Yeah, Terry, Terry while, is jumping up and looking out the window. While you're doing that, the posters that they put all around on the sides of buildings, on the light posts and the murals that they have painted yeah beautiful i love that they're celebrating the indianapolis artists yeah they really are and that's really awesome in just a little bit we're going to talk to james taylor because when the super bowl came here to indianapolis which temperatures were much like they were last week during the super bowl 2012 and um when they come into a city vegas for example they'll drop a million dollars 
uh, donation as kind of seed money for you to do something good for the youth That's in your community. That's what they call the legacy fund. It's the legacy fund. And so they did that here. And I thought we would check in with John just to see, um, with James, James Taylor, to find out, you know, how, how it's going. I mean, how the legacy project is 12 years later and what they've been able to accomplish and the good that it really does do. I complain about the NFL oftentimes, especially when they were here. I was thinking they had so much control over everything. But there there is a good side to when they do, do come into your city. Um, it's, more than economic, it's more than zip lines. I right, enjoyed the, the zip line, yeah. but there was so much more than that zip yeah. line. I mean, they leave a legacy for everybody to enjoy for, for years and years. They really do. And I really like that part. I do. Um, and then we've got Valentine's Day. Mistress Day on the 13th. The 14th uh, Valentine's Day. You, you cannot promote it's that. It's a truth. And then there's another day. Oh, Jane it's breakup go, day is after that. Jane and I go out on the 13th because oh. we don't want to be busy to on the on the 14th. And now we know it's Mistress Day. Oh. Thank you for the Valentine's, homemade Valentine's That's Day card from Kylan. Nice. Look, I wish I had a little tissue box she could have put it in that we used to like have in kindergarten. Yeah. I love handmade it. cards. I miss the little grams you get to oh, hang out in class or so hand cute. out in class. My baby sister was making some oh, Valentine's Day the other day. Thank you. So I had to make some for you guys. You, remember, Thank the, you. remember the little hearts that were candied that they would print something on there yeah. like yeah, love you and stuff? Them. Terry brought them in last week mm-hmm. uh, and they're terrible. Well, they're taste delicious, but they're yeah. really, the the printer doesn't print very well on those anymore. Those conversation hearts. Those Chinese, hearts, those Chinese people don't know how to spell. I don't know spell. where they're coming from. I, yeah. I I just put the blame on the company. Get I it got, right. I got my first Valentine. I know, Aww. we did. We got our guys first Valentine. Him? Do you understand uh, what I... No. Yeah, but um, she didn't sign it. <laughs> well, no, oh, no, because it was just so... It was just a pretty design. I'll post pictures of the Valentines. Read them off for us. Valentine, Ooh-hoo. you my make th- the whole place shimmer Do with a disco it? ball. Do you get it? Front, Terry. Read the so front. I'm funny. just so. I'm, it's me. Hi, I'm your Valentine. It's me. It's me. I love this. I, okay, mine says in our Valentine era. <laughs> yep. Era. Era. There we go. The eras. Yep. Y- you are fearless. Oh, really? Kyla, that's so good. You're going to get plenty of Taylor Swift today anyway, so, so I might funny. as well start it for you She's on the good She's going to do note. it. And, you know, it's she is the topic, and how what she has done for the NFL is, uh, I mean, when you look at the numbers, it really is incredible. More eyeballs watching, more merchandise sold, uh, the power of Taylor Swift. Um, uh, okay, we need to, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break a little bit earlier, early because... Um, Denny has a very sweet Valentine's Day story uh, with a couple you know, about a couple you know, and that has been together over 60 years. You'll hear that conversation coming up next on the first day. 93 WIBC. Have I known you 20 seconds? 20 years. <laughs> okay, Dave. Can I go? Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, man, it is 1118. I'm Terry. That's Kylan. I'm Denny Paul. He's Denny Paul. Valentine's Day is upon us, and there are more than a few couples that are making the decision to get married and spend a lifetime together. But joining me right now is a couple that got married back in 1957, and they are quite a pair. They've had great careers. They've raised their sons on the west side of Indianapolis, and the lifetime that they have shared is full of stories that have more than likely made them legends of a sort within their families. 
They really don't need any introduction to WIBC, and I am really pleased to have Dick and Jody Crum join me right now. Hey, guys, thanks for being with me. Hey, it's our pleasure. It's great. How about that? You know, it's the time of Valentine's, so I think I'll start with that. Uh, Jody, where'd you two meet? Well, we met at Purdue down in the basement of the what was cafeteria. That? The cafeteria down the cafeteria at the Union Building. The Union, Union Building. Building. That's what I was searching for. Dick, did you see Jody first, or did Jody? Did you see Dick first? Who saw? Uh, you know, I think we just bumped into one another. He used to come in and visit all the dietitians, and I just happened to be the new girl on the block. Oh, you were the dietitian. All right. And did you have dates at Purdue? Yeah. Yeah, we went to ball games. That was the big thing. To go oh, to really? Basketball games. All right. When did you meet each other's parents? Dick, when did you meet Jody's parents? September of 57. 57. Yeah. 56. No, I have 57. <laughs> That's a long time we ago. We are old people. You got old people there. Where did you, did you grow up in, in Indiana? In Connecticut. In Connecticut? Rockville, Connecticut. All right. So, Dick, you had to go all the way out to Connecticut to meet him? Yep. Yep. Dick, did you propose to Jody? Jody, did you propose to Dick? She proposed to me. <laughs> That's what he always says, but he was so desperate. He kept saying, will you marry me? Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Well, you know, at Purdue, it's hard to find a girl. Oh, I bet it. You know the, the what? The ratio was four boys to one girl, and she, there she was. They always say that marriage is 50-50. You got to go 50-50. But no. really, the reality is it's got to be 90-10. Why do you think the marriage has lasted so long? It was a good deal from the beginning, and we just kept it going. But I also think that love never fails. And, you know, God is in it. He's going to help you make it work. What was it about Dick that made you want to date him? What, what did you see in Well, Dick? he was into horticulture, and I grew up with beautiful gardens. And we had victory gardens before there ever were victory gardens. So we canned and did all the stuff his mother did. You know, he was interested in plant propagation and plants and insects. And I like that, among many other things. When Dick showed up, did your dad know he was going to ask for your My hand? My dad died. Oh, your dad in high school. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, that explains that. But he went and visited my brother on the work site before he went to see my mother. I thought that was very courageous. Oh, your brother's a protective brother? <laughs> no, but just driving a thousand miles to see people you don't even know or yeah. know where they live or anything. Jody, what was the best gift that Dick ever gave you? The boys. The boys? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty good. Dick, how about this? What's the best gift you ever got from Jody? Companionship. But I think we sealed the deal because I used to make Valentine cakes, cherry, maraschino oh cherry my cakes gosh, in the those shape are... of Valentines. And I thought that got to his heart. It got to his heart. <laughs> it, it's a short trip. You know, you guys have done a lot of traveling. Uh, what is the favorite vacation area? Where what place do you remember the most and what was the most fun when you're traveling? We've been to the Rose Parade a dozen times. That's pretty fantastic. In fact, I have had people tell me that they were on the bus the bus was late getting to the parade, but you kept everybody calmed down. I, I remember yeah. people telling me those stories. But, you know, the other thing was we traveled to the tulip fields. And Dick used to say, what would you like for your birthday? I'd like to go to Holland, Michigan, I used to say. And then here comes this opportunity. And we maybe did the tulip in Netherlands for 15 years. Oh, isn't that beautiful? It's just wonderful. Isn't that beautiful? Jody, I'll start with you. What advice would you give young couples who have decided about this time of year that it's time to get together and get married? What advice would you have for them, Jody? Well, I'd say get married. There's too many that think about they're going to live together. And that's not God's plan at all. Yeah, that's practicing. So... <laughs> That's you know, get married and roll with the punches. And roll with the punches. How about you, Dick? Any advice for guys 
as far as getting married? Just get acquainted. Just get acquainted. <laughs> Isn't that something? You guys been married, what? 66. 66 years. Good heavens. You think you know each other pretty well right now? No. No? Because <laughs> COVID changed him. He's different than he used to be. Well, I think COVID changed us all, Jody. Yeah. How many countries have you guys traveled to? To all the continents, and only we got close enough to Antarctica to smell the penguins, but we didn't set foot on there. Smell the penguins. We've done all the continents. How many countries was it, Dick? About 45. 45. Did you have a favorite place? Was it the Holland uh, Tulip Gardens? Or yeah, what was, well, yeah. yeah. And we oh, went I, back there and rode bicycles. Oh, my God. And we, I think the trip uh, around South America down to Antarctica is pretty interesting. You went around the Cape Horn? Yes. Yeah. Well, and through the Panama Canal, that's great, too. And, you know, the thing that's amazing to me was that the whaling ships came from Europe all the way down, and those ships were small compared to what we have. It's just amazing, the bravery of some of those sailors. When you see the size of those ships. Well, when you see the container ships, how high those containers are, why those things don't go over. I mean, we were in some fierce water for several days, and half the people got sick. And I mean, I thought I was at the amusement park. It was wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know why those ships just didn't dump. And they did say they dump sometimes. Sometimes they will. In fact, there are YouTube videos showing some of those containers yeah. uh, falling off. When you ask about, Dick mentioned the, the Rose Bowl. We used to go up to Mackinac Island to the Grand Hotel at Lilac time. Oh, my. And this year, you know, it was like, man, I wish I were not back <laughs> at the hotel yeah. at Lilac time. Michigan is the lilac capital of the world. Yeah. Do you know why there were so many lilacs planted in the no. background? This is the story, and this is a plumbing story, of course, that every time that they would move the outhouse, <laughs> they had to put something over and around the hole to change the smell. And so they plant these lilacs. Oh, of course, there's plenty of fertilizer and everything. Yeah. So that's why there's so many lilacs in the backyards of Michigan <laughs> homes. Isn't that's that great? Beautiful. That's so beautiful. funny. I think one of the most interesting things that happened was we were on a group trip, and we toured the Vatican. And when we exited, we exited into a, a cemetery. After we did that, later in the day, this one of the gals in that trip came up and said she had a confession. I said, oh, Ken, lay it on me. <laughs> and she said she and her husband had always dreamed about coming to Europe and going to Italy. And unfortunately, he died. Oh. And so she took his ashes. And when we came out, out of the wagon, she spread him in. Good for her. <laughs> and it, yeah, that's why I think that is absolutely wonderful. Isn't that great? But I think it was interesting you were listening to her confession as if you were a Catholic priest. That was that was, that was pretty good, Dick. You know, that's got crumb written all over yeah. it, doesn't it? Well, when we bicycled, we used to go to Cord Ten Booms, the, the jewelry store where they hid the Jews. Oh, my. And that was, that that was, was in Holland? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, in the Netherlands. Yeah, we'd ride our bikes up there. I can remember one time we went in and she said, I think you were here last year, won't you? I was oh really gosh, surprised. That's a good memory. Yeah. Uh, you'll be pleased to know, Dick, that in the Netherlands right now, the farmers are the ones that are straightening the map politically. They're trying to take over the farms, and whether it's the World Economic Forum or whatever, but the farmers have had enough. 
and they have actually plowed up roads to make their point and planted crops. So the farmers in, in Holland are pretty tough people. Yeah. I don't know if they compare to southern Indiana, but they're pretty tough people. Yeah. That pretty flower tough. market is amazing, too. And we saw fruit from Israel go through the, the flower auction. It was absolutely beautiful. 45 different countries in all of the continents, but you didn't get to Antarctica, but you were close enough to smell it. Yeah. That's good enough. Did you come around the, the Cape? Did you come from Argentina? Is that how you got down no, to No, we went back. We went. started in Buenos Aires, and we got to go to the Iguazu Falls. That was a childhood dream. It was from uh, Richard Halliburton's Book of, Mar- of Marvels. Yes. And I, oh, I wanted to do that in the Taj Mahal. Gosh, you guys have traveled so much. Oh, best travel of all for Dick now is to travel to the farm. I bet he so. He loves to go to the farm. Dick and I flew over the farm in the gyroplane. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, I knew no, he went he, up we with went you. up there, and Dick, do you remember we saw the bald eagles from the air looking down on them? He hollered off. He goes, "Denny, Denny, the bald eagles!" And I looked down, and all you could see was the white tail and the white head, and they were just sort of cruising uh, yeah. right below us. But it, it was pretty thrilling. You've still yeah. got pretty good eyes. Are you a good mushroomer? Yeah. When I get over there. When you get over there. The, you know, the boys, his brothers, live over that way, and they go. They can get there earlier than we do. But also, we logged it off about four years ago. You should clean it out, everyone. In a while. Exactly. And the change in sunlight and the debris from the tops of the trees changed yes. mushroom deal quite a bit. I'll be darned. Anything else you want to share before we say goodbye? Well, it's been wonderful. It's good to see you, Dick. You you yeah. haven't changed much. Now you probably feel like you've changed a lot, but you got the same old well, Dick Crow face. Thinking back to my early days at WIBC with uh, Harry Andrews, the old farm director. Harry Leckrone, he about got one of my plumbers shot. And here's the story with Harry Leckrone. He called me and he said, Denny, he said, uh, th- of course, his farm was where the transmitters were yeah. up there. And he said, uh, you going up there, my wife will meet you there, but I need a new garbage disposal. So I sent one of my best plumbers, Lee Carell, and uh, she met him at the door with a shotgun. And oh, she wow. said, get off my property or I'm going to shoot you. So Lee Carell calls me and radios in and tells me what's happened. So I call Harry at the station. Harry says, oh, she's just bluffing. Tell him to go on in. <laughs> so there, there's no way he went back in there. But no. Harry Andrews was a pistol. I, I really appreciate you inviting me into the home. People ask about you all the time, Dick. Well, happy Valentine's Day. You going to do anything special? Walk the block. We walk the block every day. Do you? That's a mile. So you got to exercise your body <laughs> and your brain. Uh, did you ever put the chainsaw away, Dick? Oh, I keep it in the car. <laughs> it's ready to go. Uh, we have tried to lock up that chainsaw and ladder so many times. You're uh, not going to do it. You're not going to get it done. Well, listen, I wish you the blessings. Um, blessings of a life well lived and a blessings of life yet to come. Thanks for joining me today, okay? It's our Thanks pleasure. for coming over, Denny. You betcha. Oh, what a great conversation. They From a happily married couple after 60-some years uh, as we uh, look forward to Valentine's Day. They're terrific. Great conversation, Denny. Thanks, Thanks for doing it. They were really nice. Yeah. Really, really nice. We've got today's top stories coming up for you next, right here on the first day on 93 WIBC. a game. 
idea. So let's listen how this works. Go. Well, there's been a trend happening on TikTok where you make a bingo card for your football game that you're going to watch with your partner, like your boyfriend. And the lady isn't nearly as invested in the game as the boy would be, right? So instead, they make a bingo card of the boy's mannerisms. So he gets up and throws an imaginary football. He's chewing on his nails. He's messing with his hair or something like that. This is funny. He leaves to the other room because he can't keep watching. He yells at the ref. So they came up with this whole bingo card of mannerisms. So I made one for us. I tried to think of... Uh-huh. I made a little four by four bingo card of mannerisms that some things that we say, things that we might mention, and it's pretty simple. And maybe you can get a little prize if you go and play this game. Yeah. I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna give to you. Okay. She'll explain how you win, but I've got four tickets to the uh flower and patio show coming up the ninth through the seventeenth of March. And then I'm also gonna throw in a couple of tickets thanks to um Todd Jameson for doing this for me. Uh, I got a couple of tickets for the Boat Sport and Travel Show mm-hmm. that starts next weekend. So we'll throw that in the bucket. So you got some nice things there. A couple good good events to go to. That and all you got to do is play tickets. bingo? Yeah. And listen to the show. Listen to the show. And anytime you hear that phrase or hear that mention, you mark it off. I have a little picture of our bingo card commented on our recent Facebook post. Go to First Day with Terry Stacy on Facebook. You need to make sure you are liking and following us. That's one of the rules. And then you have to just complete four in a row. It's a four by four card. You can do vertical, horizontal, diagonal. You can do any of it. Just get four in a row and then be the first one to comment your picture of your completed bingo card. And you're the winner of the tickets. Do you understand, Denny? Yes, I'm trying to log into the first day with Terry Stacy okay. at my station over here. Okay. Do I need any more explanation? No, I think that was good. good. I think you did a good job. I think it's neat. So, are you picking on Terry and me and you, or equally, or a you'll little see. bit of it all? A it's all of us. Yeah. All right. I, don't Denny. be cheating, though. You can't make sure you mention something so then Jane can win. Yeah. Oh no! All right. Okay, deal. All right, deal. All right, that's a deal. Uh, again, uh, <laughs> I'll be playing actual football play. bingo. You guys keep later, working so on this. It. Okay. All right. Let's get to our next guest. This is the first day on ninety-three WIBC. There's a whole lot of advertisers that have spent millions of dollars to get their attention, to get our attention, I should say, during the Super Bowl. I always do wonder if it pays off. But joining us now is Dave Schaffner, and Dave is with—is it Pavone Marketing Group, Dave? That's right. Pavone, we had him with us last year. These are the advertising experts behind Spot Bowl, which is an online commercial poll. Now in its, I think, 21st year, Dave? Exactly, exactly. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. We're glad you're here. Uh, So we always want to know, what's the cost of a 30-second spot in this year's Super Bowl? Well, they're spending a record amount this year as well, a record tying amount, $7 million. And that's just for 30 seconds. A lot of the ads we're going to see on Sunday are going to be uh, 60 seconds long, so you have to double that for those advertisers. Where in the game is the best place to put your advertisement? Does it matter? You know, I think uh, by and large, advertisers prefer to be in the first half because that's when we have the most viewers. People haven't, you know, left at halftime and gone home because their team isn't winning or they've maybe had too many beers, so they're, you know, tuning out. But first half is usually a pretty good place to be, but but really there's no bad place to be uh, in a game like the Super Bowl. You're going to get a lot of viewers no matter where you're at. What's the secret to making a good Super Bowl commercial these days? I saw this, the Clydesdales are back for Budweiser. So what's the secret? Uh, that, that's the $7 million question, right? And I think, uh, you know, our, our thoughts here at Spot Bowl and Pavone Group are, 
you know, you really have to tell a story. So good advertising tells a story. That's that's true whether it's in the Super Bowl or any time of the year. Um, but you also have to make a, an emotional connection to people, make them laugh, make them cry, make them feel patriotic. You kind of connect emotionally. But most important, and we see so many brands fail to do this, most important, you have to weave your, your brand or your product into that story and make it memorable. Because people don't remember the company behind the ad the next day, but they remember the celebrity or the punchline. You may have just wasted your money. Dave is here to give us kind of a sneak peek at what we'll see in regards to the commercials. A lot of them in the recent years have released their commercials a little bit early for us. Do we still see that today with a few of them being released? We do. Yeah, that's that's certainly a trend that we're seeing for the past several years is advertisers releasing their ads ahead of time. And it's a smart strategy. I think, you know, a lot of people compare it to seeing your Christmas gifts before Christmas. You know, like some of us like to be surprised. Um, but advertisers were realizing that this isn't a game that's just played on TV, you know, the advertising game. It's being played out on social media and online in the weeks beforehand. So they want to try and extend that investment and get people talking beforehand. What will we see this year? What do you like? A lot. You know, I do like this lineup. Uh, I've been looking, you know, I've been tracking these things for 20, 21 years now. Um, a lot of celebrities. So as many as 70% of the ads we're going to see are going to have a celebrity. Um, we're seeing a lot of rookies. Last year, we only saw about seven first-time advertisers. This year, we're seeing, uh, at my last count, 14. Wow. Uh, so, so more first-timers in the game. That's a good sign, right? That means uh, yeah. the economy is coming back. People are taking chances. Advertisers are willing to step up to the plate for the first time. Um, so, yeah, star power, uh, first-time advertisers, which means, which means new faces in the game, always a good thing. Do you know when Super Bowl commercials became a big deal? You know, it, it's, it's hard to trace it to a specific year, though. Uh, I think what we, we generally look at in the advertising industry is 1984. Um, and, and specifically, there was a spot from Apple where they were introducing their Macintosh computer. Um, and the spot featured a, a woman in this sort of dystopian future running away from some, uh, um, some, some sort of bad guys. And, and she throws her hammer at, at the screen and breaks the screen. And, and it was a very, just an epic spot. I mean, it made everybody sort of stop in their tracks because it looked like a movie. In fact, it was directed by Ridley Scott, who had directed Aliens. So that's, that's no surprise that it looked like a movie. But it looked just big budget because it was. And it really was the first ad that made people look or, or realize what, what a Super Bowl commercial could be in terms of storytelling, in terms of the emotional connection. Um, and, and that's really the bar was really set that year, and it's been kind of raised ever since then. Will we see that in this particular Super Bowl? Will we see that big production kind of a film that you think people will be talking about the next day for sure? You know, from what I've seen from the pre-releases, the short answer is no. Uh, we, you know, we've seen epic spots in the very recent past. You know, these 90-second, two-minute-long spots that have a, a sort of movie-esque feel to them. Um, we, we, we don't see anything in the pre-releases. Now, I will say that Squarespace, which is a, a, a company that helps people build websites, I believe, uh, Squarespace has has enlisted none other than uh, Martin Scorsese himself wow. to direct. Yeah, Martin Scorsese directing a spot, a TV commercial, you know, is, is a big deal. They haven't pre-released their ad, but I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with Squarespace. But I think most, by and large, the spots that we're going to see are, are pretty traditional in their approach. You know, they bring laughs, you know, they're light, they're light and breezy, um, which is which is good. You know, that can be good. You don't have to have a big, dramatic, uh, movie-esque spot in order to be impactful. Yeah. You know, tell us about Spot Bowl and how fans can use it before and after the game. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yes, spotbull.com. Uh, we created it 20 years ago because we knew that 50% of the people watching the game are watching just for the ads. So we wanted to give them a voice. And, and since then, Spotball has grown into America's Super Bowl commercial poll. We get votes from all 50 states. It's, it's really a lot of fun. Um, and, and I mentioned pre-releases. All of the pre-releases are already up on Spotball right now for pre-game voting. At last count, we have 24 pre-released ads already up there. That's half of the lineup that you'll see on Sunday. So you can watch those ads right now on Spotball and vote for your favorites. And again, uh, you can do that before and after the game. Do you have a favorite Super Bowl spot of all time that yours just personally you loved? Oh, boy, all time. You know, I always enjoy seeing what Anheuser-Busch brings to the table. They can bring laughs with Bud Light. They can make you feel kind of uh, uh, a little warm and fuzzy with the Clydesdales. Um, But what they did about 15 years ago is uh, it really tapped into a lot of emotions at the time for America. It was a spot showing some some troops, uh, you know, Army or, or Marines, getting off of an airplane into an airport terminal, and slowly, one by one, everybody rose in a standing ovation. So powerful. It gives me goosebumps just talking about it. Um, but they, they, it was a, such a subtle advertisement, too, just an Anheuser-Busch logo at the end. They didn't put beers in everybody's hands. They didn't, they didn't overdo it. They went right for the emotional connection, and I think that was a super powerful spot. It won our spot bowl poll that year. It's always good to have you with us, Dave. Any feelings about the game? The game itself, yeah, yeah right. There's a, there's a football game happening. I, I forgot. forgot <laughs> right. uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I just hope for a good a good competitive game. Right. People watching and, uh, and 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 make the uh, make the ads kind of work for their money. Yeah, and and if if there's a Taylor Swift spot in there somewhere, it's going to be big. Sure. Is she in any commercials? No. She's not. She's yeah. not. But she's happy. She definitely has an impact on the game. You know, yeah. games that she attends, uh, they, they've seen a, as much as a ten percent increase in viewers. So a ten percent increase in, in Super Bowl viewers would be huge, yeah. huge for advertisers. Yeah. You know what? She's going to get a lot of TV time anyway. She doesn't need to be in a spot, right? Dave Schaffner, the communications manager with Pavone Marketing Group. They're the ones that do Spot Bowl. And again, check it out. Thanks again for your time. Thank you so much. It is 11.47 again, Super Bowl tonight on CBS beginning at 6.30. Or you can watch it on Nickelodeon for the kids' version where they go to Bikini Bottom to do it with SpongeBob. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. That is so fun. I love that. I don't know if it's as good as Toy Story in Andy's room. It's going to be great. But it'll be good. Super fun way to watch it, uh, whether you're an adult or a kid, I, I think, myself personally. I wonder, do you still get to see halftime? Do they do halftime? Do they hold they do do. the whole thing in mm-hmm. for a kid? Yeah, they do some adventures with oh, the man. characters. That's what they did for the Toy Story version, at least. I love so it. We'll see. Pretty cool. Uh, all right, coming up, Denny Smith with Investing Sense right here on 93 WIBC. Everybody, let's do it. Denny. You got a friend in Denny. When the road looks rough ahead, cold but sunny. Oh, Randy Newman, if you only knew how we were abusing your song. You leave us alone, Denny. Denny Smith. All right, so for this week's Investing Sense, I'm reaching back to the New Year's. Eve show that we had for Ooh. Oh, it was day. super fun, remember? I was making some predictions and I really wasn't making predictions so much as I was saying you need to be aware of some things that we're setting up. And what I was talking about was a very famous economist by the name of Ludwig von Mises who came up with the term crack-up boom. 
And a crack up boom is when. Are you making this up? No, no. Okay. Crack up boom. This is the second time I w- I've gone through it. It's a crack up boom. I remember Lud- Ludus? Ludwig. Ludwig. Yep. Ludwig, Ludwig That's von Meyer. Yeah. Okay. So I the, him. the point is, is that we will start to see things like the stock market go to all all time highs. At the same time, our inflation is not under control, and there's a continuation of the expansion of credit. That's a crack up boom. So this week. We saw that the S&P 500 went to an all-time high, 5,000. Now, Denny was starting to pat himself on the back, but we still need the expansion in credit. So then the jackasses. Oh, in, boy. No, wait a minute. Oh, they have earned go. that term. They put out more hogwash from Washington, D.C. <laughs> than anybody in the world. These guys spend. Now, are you ready for this? It used ready? to be that we would borrow 25 cents and we would get a dollar of GDP out of it. Now these guys are borrowing a dollar sixty-nine to get one dollar of GDP. Now I'm going to look at Kylan. You're the young one. If you had an investment where you put in a dollar sixty-nine and you get a dollar back, is that a good investment? Oh goodness, it's not a good investment. I it's a terrible, not. terrible. You're investment. not getting your money back. That's right. It's You've a crack-up boom, man. You, that's that's exactly what it is. It's a crack-up <laughs> boom. Terry. That occurs when there's a credit expansion like what we've seen. We see it when the inflation starts to go up. And and this is not just us. We've seen this in Zimbabwe. China had the problem. Argentina, Brazil. There's a lot of people that have screwed up their economies by printing too much money. And that's where we are. So I'm starting to get a little bit nervous. A crack up boom. You should be delighted with what your 401ks look like right now. That that This is the whole idea of a crack up boom is that all the money goes out of the people want to spend the money they want to put it into things that are racing upwards but we're really not getting very much gdp what do we get when we have amazon and we have netflix they're not making tractors they're not building anything but all of this is going in and it, it's hyping up the stock market so all i'm all i want to say with you is i'm going to go back to where i was on new year's eve and say we have to be cautious. Enjoy the run-up in your 401k and in the stock market. It will end at some point, and it will end so very, very quickly. So work on some diversification plans with your investment advisors. Keep a little bit of cash back. And most of all, try your dangest to get out of debt because this hogwash Amen. cannot go on hogwash. much longer. There it is. Bingo. You know what hogwash is? You know where that comes from? It's from when you slop the hogs. <laughs> Golly. I was a really good investing since Denny. Well, thank you. I was patting oh, myself on the back because I brought it up eight weeks ago, and I said it was going to happen, and it happened this week. That's our boy, yeah. Denny Smith. <laughs> Ain't no boy sitting over We've here. We've got another hour still to come of the first day. Glad you're with us. News is next on 93 WIBC.